0: Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I couldn't be more excited, honestly. This is something I'm w- I've been waiting for for a long time. And, you know, me and Rudy had a good, uh, a good relationship and he helped me a lot throughout my first three years. So, you know, I'm very grateful for everything he did for me. You know, just it couldn't work out better. So, you know, be able to get my feet wet and really grow in those last six games and then um, come into this off season, And uh, it's weird to am the oldest guy in the room now, which is kind of a weird thing to think about. But uh, you're
1: older than Irv. We know that because he's still like 21, 22. (laughs) Yeah, it's not
0: not hard to be older than Irv, but, uh, (laughs) you know, knowing what I bring to the table, I'm just excited to get to work with the guys every day and me and Irv have a blast together. So we're both excited.
2: All right, welcome back to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network. Alongside Chris Corso and our guest of the day, I'm talking about Tyler Conklin, Minnesota Vikings, tight end, heading into year number four. TC, how you doing, man?
0: I'm good. How are you? Appreciate you guys having me.
2: Absolutely, man. So here we are, OTA period. I like what I see. I mean, I know this is still kind of early to start talking about, hey, this is what I expect during the season. But getting to this point, of where you are confident going into year number four, talk about that process.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been a process. Um, I've been th- I think back on it a lot because just you know throughout my first three years there hasn't been you know a ton of opportunity until those last you know six or so games. And uh, you know I've always known what I could do personally, but you know sometimes you just got to wait your turn or or wait for things to fall in place. And I kind of always go back and look at my um, you know my college career. You know I was a, I was a walk on at Central Michigan and. You know, I was behind – eight. I was the eighth tight end out of eight tight ends at one point. And, uh, you know, just having that learning experience and it all – you know, everything happening for a reason, it all working out at that level. Um, And then getting to this level, I have to be patient. And, you know, no matter – I know how talented I am and what I can do, but sometimes you just got to, you know, handle your business and, and wait for the opportunity to come.
1: Talk about that opportunity coming. Every single Vikings fan, all they think about is number 82, Kyle Rudolph, playing that tight end position. He's gone now, and you hear Coach Zimmer say in his press conference yesterday he likes what he sees from number 83, Tyler Conklin, stepping into that big role. So what does it mean to you for number 82 to be gone and number 83 to step right in alongside Irv Smith Jr.?
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I couldn't be more excited, honestly. This is something I've been waiting for for a long time. Um, And, you know, me and Rudy had a uh, a good relationship, and he helped me a lot throughout my first three years. So, you know, I'm very grateful for everything he did for me. And, um, you know, just, it just couldn't worked out better. Like, like I said, you know, getting the opportunity the last six games, be able to get my feet wet and truly play, um, you know, full, full 60 75% of snaps in a game, really get a feel for how, you, how, how a game goes. Um, it's much different than getting 10, 15 plays and, you know, not knowing the flow of the game, how people are playing, and um, not getting to run a lot of routes and things of that nature. So, you know, be able to get my feet wet and really grow in those last six games and then um, come into this off season. And uh, it's weird. Because I'm the oldest guy in the room now, which is kind of a weird thing to think about. But
1: uh, you're older but, than Irv. We know that because no, he's still like Irv. 21, 22. It <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not, old, it's not hard to be older than Irv. But uh, <laughs> you know, just being able to to grow that at the end of last year and then coming to this year, uh, you know, being confident and you know knowing what I bring to the table, I'm just excited to you know get to work with the guys every day. And me and Irv have a blast together. So we're both excited. Um, this is something that we talked about, you know, but before this happened obviously we just talked about how exciting it would be to play together me and him so we're pumped about it
2: man before we talk about those last six games of the season last year where you you know you had your breakout i mean that was your breakout time in 2020 i got to talk about a comment you just said you said you were the you were the eighth tight end on the depth chart at one, at one point
0: yeah central michigan i was so i um i went as a wide out and a wide receiver at first after walking out from northwood and uh you know, they moved me to DN for like a real short stint for about a week at the end of spring ball. And I, you know, I'm not much of a defensive player. <laughs> and I ended up, uh, I had to go home to work because I didn't make a little bit of money. I didn't have scholarships. So, you know, I was really contemplating everything and I asked them to move me to tight end. They moved me to tight end and I came in and they just brought like, Two freshmen in, and we had three two seniors, you know, a whole bunch of people in front of me. And it was just, you know, a process of having a little bit of frustration as you, you know, you see people do things, and you know, I can do that too. Like, you know, I know what I bring to the table, I know how talented I am, you know, what I can do. But you know you can only show what you can do when you get the opportunity so uh you know it was the same kind of thing for a little bit here too is i just had to learn to be patient and you know handle things the right way and you know work your butt off and and you know whether it's scout team or in meetings and just doing things the right way and i think when you do those things uh good things happen
2: how did you not give up like that's a story in itself
0: um i mean i didn't have much of an option so okay. uh you know, come out of high school, I signed early signing period. I went and played Division two basketball, and I just feel like I, I sold myself short. Um, like I should have been playing at a higher level, and um, you know, I, I was on a full ride scholarship there. So when I told my parents I was going to leave a full ride scholarship and go walk on for college, and you know, everybody's freaking out, They're like oh you're going to go, you know, no debt, free school, and I'm going to go get that just because I'm not happy. And especially at that time in your life, your parents are just worried about you making a raw decision. Big change, going to college, and uh, you know, I just had my mind made up that I was going to leave and, you know, take on, uh, you know, something like that, and that's kind of a burden to my family to go and put debt on them. So the last thing I was going to do was fail and um, make them take that burden. So,
1: Gabe, I don't know if you've seen the picture of Tyler. We had him on Kirk's uh, podcast earlier in the year. We pulled up that image of, of you at, at playing uh, Division Two basketball. You were a skinny little guy back then. Now all of a sudden you're a huge tight end in the NFL. Talk about yeah. that transit. How did you like put on all that weight, get ready to go? Now you're you're drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. I know it's a few years later, but uh, this journey is just it's it's unbelievable where you've come from that skinny little basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> Not little. I'm little.
2: Hey, Corso, the NBA playoffs are going on right now. So we got to ask TC, like, who does your style of play emulate playing in the playoffs right now?
0: Oh, in the playoffs right now? Uh, that's tough. Because um, I haven't been watching much basketball, to be honest with you. I feel like once I stopped playing basketball, I kind of just stopped. You know, I still you know, play once in a while, but I kind of just stopped. Were you a forward or,
1: a, or you, were, you had to be a forward? I played
0: like a two-guard, point okay. guard, one Ooh. and two-guard. Oh, wow. so, I mean, I was the same height, like 6'3", 6'4", but I was like, I graduated high school 185 pounds, so –
1: um that's i, I see what maybe he was a little
0: game <laughs> yeah, so i was i was pretty skinny and uh you know I, I, my freshman year of college at northwood i was probably right around 195 and got to center about 200 and you know put on about 50 pounds since then so i mean since my senior year of high school put on about 70 70 pounds um i just knew it was part of the journey you know, i had a little bit of time with having to sit out for a year and a half when i transferred and different things and uh i mean the one thing i've always known how to do that I just you know, i feel like i got it from my parents is just, i just know how to work um So I think that's kind of the one thing I always go back to is, um, you know, when things are tough, whatever, as long as you work hard. And I just I think things are going to pan out. That's kind of how I've always I've always been.
1: Yeah, that work led you to your first career touchdown um, when Kyle Rudolph goes down in those last six weeks last season. Talk about just what it felt like to get that opportunity when Kyle went down, you step up big time. And you, you set career highs in yards, receptions, and that one big touchdown, your first career touchdown. What was that that experience like?
0: Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause, I mean, at first, like, Irv got banged up a little bit, and it was that Monday night game in Chicago where I finally got a chance. I had to play 60%, 70% of the snaps and got the first catch of the year finally. You know, it's week 10 or 12, whatever it was. Um, so I just finally touched the ball again after that long of time, in a real game Was felt good again, you know? And uh, then, you However, worked out. Then Irv comes back for Dallas, and I don't really play again. And then Rudy gets, um, so it's just them. And then Rudy gets banged up again. And finally, those six games come where it's kind of just me and Irv. And I'm thinking, you know, Rudy's doing a lot of blocking. Now that Irv's back, so I'll probably be doing a lot of blocking. My chance to get the catches were two games where, you know, Irv was out. And uh, then it kind of worked out where me and Irv were both getting catches. And we had a lot of fun together. And to get that touchdown against Chicago, uh, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. For a second, I thought I was cursed there. And I'm like, Damn, I might never get
1: touched You took that thing a long <laughs> way. It was a little, little past. You went past yeah, once,
0: <laughs> once, once I saw the goal line, it was, it was no stopping me. So, uh, yeah, it felt great to get that touchdown. Uh, um, hopefully yeah,
2: you put your foot in the ground. You put your foot in the ground. You Like, I knew there was going to be no jukes. You just put yeah. your head down. It's like, I'm I on a mission right there, Yeah. <laughs> So, so you said one thing that's, that that's really been consistent in your story is hard work, you know, work, you know, overcoming obstacles. I, I got to say, just translating that work into what happened last year. Was there a play that changed your confidence that, that was like, okay, like I, I can do this. Like you knew you could do it in practice, yeah. but was there a play that said, okay, I can do this in the NFL.
0: No, i just look back to the last, my last two seasons in general. I look back to, um, my second year, I think it was Week 12 against Denver. We're down like 20 nothing. End of the end of this, our second half, our end of the first half, and I haven't played. Rudy needs a break for some reason. I go in. It's like third and 14. We run all go, and I catch the, you know, the 20 yard catch over the middle to get us the first down. We go down and score. We rally and win that game. Um, so to not go, so if people don't understand sometimes how hard it is to, you know, you can do whatever you want in practice, but then to go 12 weeks without touching the ball in a game or and having the feel of a game or any of that's a completely different thing. So whenever I, you know, had an opportunity to to make a play like that and I did it, um, that always reassured my confidence. And then we go to the next, the next year after that, and like I said, it's Week Ten, Chicago. You know, another ten weeks without touching the ball in a game, and um, you know, just getting a little eight-yard catch. Just every time the, the opportunity came, um, you know, making a play, re, you know helped me reinstill that confidence. I mean, and, you know, I never left, but at the same time, it's like you go a long time without touching the ball and you get the opportunity and you make it. It's like, okay, I'm it's like riding a bike.
1: Yeah. No, that's crazy. It, it's crazy to hear you say that, like to talk about going through the experience because all the fans out there, they just see you out on the field and they're like, why isn't Conklin ready or why isn't this guy ready to be out on the field? And, and t- just hearing that from you, that's an experience that you go through as a player, waiting your turn, getting your opportunity and then making the most out of it now that you've gotten to that point, your opportunity is sitting there right in front of you this year. Yeah. What do you think you have to work on most um, in OTAs and training camp to really take your game to the next level?
0: Yeah, I think throughout OTAs and training camp is really um, – you know, I've just been looking forward to just kind of being myself a little more now that I'm a little more um, – you know, just not we all come together, we create chemistry together, we hang out more now that i am been here for a little bit. I'm looking forward to that. The thing that I think about a lot is – The one thing that can always help you play better and play faster is just knowing what you're doing more. You know, whether it's in the front game, the back game, knowing the playbook better, not having to think, not having to go out there and how do I do this or how should I run this. Um, Just going out there and playing a little more freely because you understand the plays better, you've played a little more. Um, You know, having experience is, I think that's one of the most important things. I feel like I kind of gained some of that experience at the perfect time last year. And that's going to allow me to go into, you know, OTAs and camp in the season, um, just feeling confident and. I'm ready to
2: roll. You talk about experience, man. I, I I want you to provide Vikings fans with a different experience right here. Um, of course, you know when the tight end, the typical tight end, NFL tight end, when they come into a game, a linebacker comes in. Usually, the the tight end checks out for a slot receiver, which brings in a nickel. Lately, which which is one of the reasons why I think this offense is so scary is because when you and Irv mm-hmm. are in, like sometimes teams are are starting to still put a nickel over you guys, and it's like, dude, like like this is a mismatch. So for you. Is that respect, or is that kind of like, okay, this is my time to shine when a defense coordinator puts a nickel over top of you, opposed to a linebacker?
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of different things that go into that. Like, uh, like I was saying earlier, like me and Irv talk about all this stuff all the time. You know, like we always say there's just not many tight ends that can move like me and him do. Like we just we really take pride in the way we both run routes. You know, um, our ball skills, all those things. Um, whether or not people know that yet, um, you know, that's that's to be determined. Uh, but I do think that, uh, I mean, is it, I guess, a sign of respect? It could just be the matchup that happens to be on the defense. Maybe that kind of substitute. But when you do get the chance to go up against a nickel or a DB instead of a linebacker, um, one, you want – I'd look at it as I want to win because I want to be able to show Kirk that no matter who's out there, whether it's a DB or a linebacker, that he can throw to the tight ends. Either way, you know, we both look at it the same way. So I think it's a chance whether or not they meant to – respect us and put a DB on us or whether it's just a situation that happened, it's just an opportunity to go out there and show that you should do that. And that, uh, you know, you can give confidence in your, you know, your coaches and your quarterback that um, you can make plays with, it, no matter who's out there guarding.
1: You. They should put the nickel on a uh, basketball player, Tyler Conklin, but put the linebacker on <laughs> tight end Tyler Conklin.
0: Yeah. I don't know if the basketball, the basketball player probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> but,
1: uh, well, he is. And I love that he is. because It's an yeah, awesome yeah. story. But last one for me, we're talking a little bit before the show about uh, things going on off the field, and you have two huskies. What have they meant to you in your life, and and just your journey here to Minnesota from Michigan to Minnesota, and what do those two two dogs mean to you? it's
0: just, it's just like home for me. So, uh, you no, know, growing up, my both my parents had uh, they had two huskies growing up, a black one and a white one, kind of like I have. And um, I, I just always wanted huskies. I just thought they were cool. They looked like wolves. I just I just always loved huskies. Um,
1: got the Viking so tie too. Year,
0: and the Viking tie, yeah. So um, my rookie year, I got my first one. Um, my girlfriend, we were long distance and whatnot. And then when she moved in, my second year, uh, she felt like she she wanted she wanted another one so she could take care of it. Blah blah blah. And uh, I'm like, okay, he needs a friend. So then we went and I was gonna get another boy. And I ended up getting a girl because she had the same color eyes as him, the one blue, one brown. And uh, oh, they mean everything to me. Those are for my girlfriend. They're like her kids. Like she spoils them. She enables them, lets them do whatever they want. I got to be the tough dad. But, you uh, know, they mean everything to me. Or they mean us. So.
2: so they're kind of like a one-two punch for you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's kind of like a one-two punch on the field, too. You and Earth, you got more tight ends behind you guys. So my question for you is, like, what is the ceiling just for this tight end room? Or is uh, there one?
0: I've not really put a ceiling on myself personally because I feel like if I would have done that, I probably wouldn't be here today. Um, the journey that I've been on, where I've come from, I mean, you can look back at pictures, I don't even look the same person. Uh, so I, I really wouldn't want to put a ceiling on this tight end room. Like I said earlier, me and Irv talk about a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, one of them is just what we think we can do together and, you know, how talented we think we are, like I said, whether or not people know that, uh, know that yet or not. And uh, for everybody else, I mean – Zach, Shane, Brandon, everybody's talented. I know Shane's been doing a hell of a job. He was uh, um, obviously a former receiver. He's been making plays out there. Zach just made an incredible one-handed catch the other day, and Brandon's always making plays. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited for this room. We have good chemistry together, all of us. Uh, And I'm just – I don't think there is a ceiling for our room, and I'm excited about that.
2: Big team guy. I love, like, the team responses. So uh, my last question, and I'm going to put you on the spot is where are you in your goal-setting process and have you started to set goals for the 2021 season?
0: Okay, I can take you down a little a little road here if you want me okay. to. So in college, I was a big goal-setter. Right? I had, you know, whether it's spring ball, winter workouts, um, whatever they were, you know, I always had my goals in my locker, you know. Win everything or no drops, no MAs, you know, this many yards, this many catches, win this war, you know, just because I feel like I believe in speaking things into, exi- speaking things into existence. You know, every year in college, I was always right around those goals. Whether or not I made them exactly, I was right. I was right around them. And uh, my first two years in the league, I never, I didn't write goals. <clears throat> I don't know why I didn't write them. I think it was just more trying to figure out where I fit in this in the in the league, trying to how things worked, figuring out how to be a grown up, where to live, all these different things that you never had to deal with uh, growing up. You know, you're on your own a little bit now. Trying to be a grown up, you don't know how it works. Um, so I guess I can try to use that as an excuse to why I didn't make goals, not knowing what my role would actually be as a rookie behind the Pro Bowl tight end. Uh, it's kind of hard to set a goal of, I want to have 300 yards. You don't even know if I'm going to have any catches, you know. So, uh, you know, I didn't make any goals my first two years. Last year, I feel like I finally had a you know good understanding of how my offseason went. Um, you know, I felt good about it. I felt really good coming into year three. So I sat down and wrote goals. I was like, you know, have 20-plus catches, 200-plus yards, two-plus touchdowns, you know beat a uh, great out 85 percent or better in the run game you know all these different things um, and uh, you know going to like week eight I'm really not playing that much I'm a little frustrated I've like had anybody any competitor would be frustrated and uh, you know you look back at the end of the season I finished the season with I think 19 catches 198 yards and one touchdown so you look back and that's almost on par with what the goals were that I wrote going into that season, even though nothing leading up to you know that last six games looked like it was gonna be anything like that. Um, so to look to look at that and uh just see, you know, maybe there is something to it, maybe there's not, however you want to look at it. Um, I think that speaking something into existence, writing it down, looking at it, uh, for me has obviously you know became, became real.
1: Game, okay, well, I'm getting the goosebumps. I think I gotta start writing down some goals for myself, yeah, so
0: <laughs> man. I'll write down, I got home. goosebumps too. It is kind of crazy though.
1: I love I mean, it.
2: I'm i a big goal person too so like it's, it's it's very encouraging hearing you say that but I think just to that point I mean what last year you said what you said you wanted 20 catches 200 yards this past year you had 19 catches 194 yards so yeah. like 20 catches 20 200 yards that, that's an achievable goal but like yeah. when you achieve that goal right what do you think is next like yeah. I know the Super Bowl is, is the ultimate goal but like you know what's next
0: yeah um you know, it's going to be interesting to see how – because you never know how games are going to get called, how things are going to get called. Um, but, I, I mean, like I said earlier, I think the sky's the limit. I think that – personally, I think me and Eric can go out there and light it up any given day. I uh, Look back to the Tampa game where we're both, you know, whatever we had that game together. But – you know, I think – and then you got – and it's it helps when you got Jet and Thielen and outside making it easy on us because they don't know what to do. They got to double them or we have to put linebackers on us. And then you got Delvin. I mean, it's just – you know, there's so many good things going in this offense um, from all the weapons I just named so our offensive line to Kirk. You know, I just think that the stats and the numbers – I don't like talking about them in public because I just feel like it can just be misinterpreted. But I think that the sky's the limit, you know, numbers-wise, production-wise for this tight end room.
2: My last question for you, um, has this increased role like taught you balance of like, okay, like there's a lot more going on, but now I got to balance things a little bit more to be able to be at my number one, my peak performance on the field.
0: Um, yeah, I feel like, you no, know, we did all these different, like, uh, with Lindsay and stuff, all these different pieces about, you know, mental health and everything. I feel like I've always had pretty decent balance because of my anxiety. We want to touch on that just because, um, you know, I could go out and have a weekend. We all deserve a weekend to go have fun and let go, right? But you know, I have a weekend, I do that. And I'm always Sunday, I'm like, okay, I got to get my life together. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. You know, I was just at home. I got a tattoo. You know, I felt like crap from sitting in a chair all day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I got to stretch. I got to get these plays study. I got to still fly back today. I haven't been eating that good, you know, just because I had, but I wanted to go home for my family, you know, get a tattoo, see my friends go out. Um, so I feel like for me, like I've always had balance. I've always, um you know kind of lived a life and been and, and very really, you know handle my business and i think that just probably has to do with a little bit of my anxiety of uh you know always feel like i gotta be on top of my stuff man i feel like you do you have any more space for any more tattoos yeah I'm, i mean I, feel, I'm, <laughs> I just did another session on my back so i'm hoping to have the whole back done before the season starts so nice we got some space though i'll probably take a break after this i know a lot of people keep joking at me and <laughs> who can who can cover all their skin first but uh Again,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough time for defenses covering both of you guys this year man so i'm lo- i'm look i'm looking forward to it man but thank you so much for joining us tc best of luck going forward man
0: uh, i appreciate you guys thanks for having me
2: man always a pleasure talking to tyler conklin man i feel like every time we talk to him we learn something new hearing him talk about his story from high school to going to college to transferring to Central Michigan to being a tight end to now coming into year four, there's so much to unpack. But of course, I think my biggest thing that I took away from the interview is just his drive. Um, There are so many times he could have given up, but he's learned how to find that balance, which has ultimately made him a better person. But I guess for the Minnesota Vikings, a better football player. And I'm just excited to see what, you know, 2021 has to offer him because he he has a high ceiling with this team. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, that one-two punch him and uh Smith Jr.
1: I want to be friends with him. I, I want to hang out. I want to go get tattoos with Tyler Conklin, Gabe. That's what I want to do. I don't know if you were feeling the goosebumps that I was feeling, but... Man, no, I, anytime that I talk with him, I I come back feeling like I, I just want this guy to get another opportunity out on the field because, like you he said, he, he took you through that mental process of going 12 games without seeing any game action, without catching a pass out on the field, and uh, I said it in the interview, Vikings fans don't think about the fact that when you're a player just waiting for your opportunity, it's frustrating. Like, you just want to be out there on the field, you want to get your opportunity, and you want to make the best of it and to be ready in that moment in that week 11 week 10 game against the Chicago Bears and take that touchdown to the house I think it was like a 20 plus yard uh touchdown reception first touchdown reception of his career that whole play that's why I wanted to ask him about that play because I think it just sums up where he's come from where he's been what he's become from that little skinny guy to to an NFL tight end It's, it's an unbelievable story
2: yeah, and I think, I mean, he he talked about it also, him and Irv, they set goals together. They talk a lot to each other about what they want to accomplish this year. And uh, it was interesting seeing, well, hearing him talk about, you know, how defense covering him, how defenses are starting to cover him now that he's starting to become more of a threat. And I think that just provides so much value for this entire team because, you really don't have to change your play schemes with, with one of those guys on or off the field. And let's say both of those guys are off the field, you can bring in another receiver to pretty much do the same thing. So I'm excited just to see what his future holds. You can tell he puts in a lot of work into his craft. Um, for him to say, he he him and Irv talk about, you know, how their route running is different than other tight ends in the league, clearly they push each other, but they're trying to set a new bar for NFL tight ends. Like they, they want to say like, hey – when you think of you know tight ends that changed the game, Erasmus Jr., Tyler Conklin, those were two guys. Those were a, a duo that that really took pride in what the tight end today is now. Let's say that's two thousand and thirty or so on and so forth. So, a, a lot of great talking points. I'm sure Vikings fans would be excited about um, this entire offense. I mean, let's let's be real. It's gonna be more pressure on this offense when you're a top five offense in the NFL one year. People are going to be expecting that same output, if not better. Um, the, the Vikings did what they needed to do on the defensive side of the ball by adding some veterans. Now it's up to this, this Minnesota Vikings offense, including this tight end group, um, to step up to the table. And, you know, I always say, you know, pressure burst pipes and the burst and, and also makes diamonds. It's, it's up to this offense to, to be a diamond. And uh, I think you got a guy in Tyler, Tyler Conklin that can provide, um, a piece to that puzzle.
1: And how great is the combination between those two guys? Because you hear Tyler say, he keeps saying me and Irv, Irv and I, me and Irv, Irv and I. He's not talking about being Irv on the depth chart. He's not talking about being the starting tight end. He's talking about the combination of the two of them. And what totally different backgrounds for a guy from up north, a guy who was a Division II small school type player to a guy down south in Alabama, biggest school in the country, biggest football school in the country, playing in national championship games, Irv Smith. And these two guys both have a role in the tight end room. It's just, they, it, I think they complement each other really well. I think they both can block really well. I think they both can catch the ball really well. And I think the thing about them two is they, they both can move. They can move as bigger body tight ends who can block. They can move and they can catch the ball in space. And I think that's a lot of what this offense is missing and what it started to do in those last six uh, weeks of the season last year. So these two guys with a full head of steam into the season, the opportunities there, I'm excited, Gabe. Yeah,
2: I'm excited more importantly just for these guys to put on shoulder pads and helmets and football pants. I think we're like less than 70 days away before we'll be able to see that. And you can just tell from just being at OTAs, uh, for me, being, being at OTAs the past six days, that that itch is starting to come back for some of these guys. Like, there there's no contact, right? But you can tell, like, w- with some of the fits. It's like, okay, like, if, if pads were on right here, you, you'll be rocked. Or, uh, you know, a receiver coming across the middle with his hands up. Uh, I should have talked to Tyler about, th- about this, but he caught a pass across the middle. His arms were up, and Harrison Smith was there. I think it would have been a catch. But it might have been a, a a fifteen yard penalty if Harrison Smith would have con, you know would have made contact with him in a, in a real game. So the, the guys are running around. I'm excited to see what this what this year is going to look like. But this OTA period, I, like I'm glad it's it's here. But I'm 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 also I also can't wait for it to leave uh, you so we can get a little taste, bit closer Gabe, to training. You again.
1: want some more? That's, hey, that's
2: what it is. I mean, am I biting off too much more than I can chew?
1: I don't think so, man. I think we're all ready for football. We're ready to see these guys back on the field. I'm so excited for training camp. I think hopefully fans being back there, being able to root these guys on uh, like it was a few years ago. A few years ago now. It feels like forever ago. Uh, I, I just can't wait to see fans back watching these two tight ends uh, kind of lay the groundwork for this offense. So big, they are a big time part of this Vikings offense, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, well, we got one more full week of OTAs, and then June 13th, 14th, and 15th, 15th is mandatory mini camp. So two more weeks, technically, before you know the, the players get a break, and then training camp rolls around, and then football season will be around right around the corner. So I'm excited. Um, Vikings fans, stay tuned to Vikings.com for your most up-to-date coverage of the team. Um, Vikings Vantage will be back in two weeks. Corso, I think you'll be a married man by then, right?
1: I will. It's wild, man. I'm 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 done for it, Gabe. <laughs>
2: Bro, just you know I don't I don't really have much advice than just say yes. Whenever she has a question, just say yes and that's, go from there. That's all,
1: that's all I'm gonna be doing going forward.
2: Jay who produces the show, he he has really good advice and I'm sure he'll probably bring that up on Minnesota Vikings podcast in in a couple of weeks. So guys, stay tuned. We will be back and we will talk to you soon in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and skull.